Wow. Yes? Wow. Oh, wow. Images, pictures, little snippets of what God is doing in and through this church. We are blessed beyond, beyond measure to do, to just be part of God's work. We know it turns that way around, right? It's not our work. It's God's work that we participate in. And we need to not ever forget that. And so with that kind of in mind, uh, I thought what Bible text could really kind of pull these things together, uh, you know, elevate uh, the, the power and the majesty of God while also highlighting uh, the, 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 the strength and, and the... the uh, the power of what God has created us to be and to do. And I thought nothing would do that better than, than, uh, than the Psalm 8. So if we can kind of just read that together, I'll just give a few comments and then we will, we will, uh, we'll call, uh, for God to do a great work in our hearts as we, we, uh, we'll, we'll spend a little time praying and asking for, for Him to change in us what, what needs to be changed. And call us to what we need to be called. And so notice here, right? This is, this is a psalm that, that in very particular ways are written to celebrate the glory of God and the value of humankind and notably, especially those who are the people of God, those who are engaged in the ministry and the service that God has called us to be, uh, in, in His world, right? So the true value really uh, comes to a human being from being God's servant. Listen to this or follow along. Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your majesty. From the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have established a stronghold on account of your adversaries in order to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I observe your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which is set in place, what is a human being that you remember him, the son of man that you look after him? You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet and uh, all the sheep and oxen as well as the animals in the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the sea. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name throughout the earth. Can I just point to a couple of things without getting into a longer sermon? There's certainly enough material here to talk, uh, maybe even several Sundays. But just notice how it begins. And, and those of you who pay attention to scripture, you'll notice that the first word, Lord, is all capital L-O-R-D. And that is because that's how the scripture does when it says Yahweh, giving the name of God. We're not just talking about any old Lord or any old God. It is Yahweh who is what? Who is our Lord. The, the name, the personal name comes before the title. That is, there's an emphasis on this personal relationship uh, with God. And, and we see that 
throughout. And this is where it all begins, right? When you, when you pay attention and notice here that this personal relationship with God is what really kind of starts everything off. It's, it's the same thing really, uh, that we recognize uh, when we get things put in the right order. When John in his gospel begins with, with saying, in the beginning was the word. And then shortly after, down in verse 14, and said, and that word, that was God, became what? Flesh and dwelt among us. That's where it is. He dwells among us. And that is what makes the difference with all of that. We have heard about these different ministries uh, all around. And that word here, you know, how majestic is your name? That is what puts what is what belongs first, first. That word majestic might as just as well be translated powerful or magnificent, full of splendor, but the best translation may actually be glorious. We just don't really know what that means, so we have other words like splendor and, and magnificent and, and all that. But think, think about this just for a moment. I can't help but to, to kind of reflect on how that comes again and again and again. Where is that name glorified or where is it powerful throughout the whole earth? We have so many places of various religions and stuff that are localized and they do something here, right? But this name, God's name, this particular one, whose father, uh, who is the father of Jesus Christ, right? Our Lord and Savior is known each and every place in the world. There are still a couple of places, a few places around where that has not completely come through. The, the task of witnessing is not done yet. As of late, actually, two of my former students have just finished the work on the New Testament in tribes that did not have any written word of God before. So it's, the task is still ongoing, but we are getting close throughout the earth. His name is proclaimed, and I want you to see how important this is also for what we do here as First Baptist Church of Louisville. Don't ever kind of uh, get confused with that. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty, Isaiah said, right? His name is known throughout the earth. But I want to say something uh, just really quickly uh, on this, right? Just to kind of put it all in perspective, I think. In the, in the book of Psalms, now we, we, we are aware of you know, how much mental illness, struggle, depression is a part of our day. And we think, well, it's, it's new. No, it's not new. In, in that Psalm 22nd, the 22nd Psalm, where we see this again and again, kind of an emphasis, right? This is the place to go when you really feel depressed. It was even the place Jesus went when he was on the cross and he said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me or forsaken me? Why are you so far from my deliverance? What do you do when you get to that? Well, you turn here. And you notice just in the next few verses, he's turning directly to the solution. Our father trusted in you. They trusted you and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were set free. They trusted you and they were not disgraced. You are enthroned 
on praise. Are we hearing this, friends? I hope you're hearing this. Right? We're not just doing religious stuff, right? We're talking about real ministry in the real world where these things actually make a real change and a real difference. So um, without getting too long-winded on some of this, I do want you to see that how that goes from the whole world to over and above the heavens. Even from those who can't speak, praise will come up. Who are they? They're the infants and the babies that are still nursing. Praise comes up. Even in their cries and their screams, you will see that. And then let me end by just uh, observing this, right? As you notice the conversation that is going on right here. In, in verse 3 here, I have served your heavens and the work of your fingers. This is an I-you conversation. We're back to a personal relationship with God. Isaiah expands on this a little bit when he says here, not only like this here in in a broader sense, right, that, that God created the heavens and the earth, but Isaiah spells it out and said, he created the earth for you to inhabit it. In other words, he gave you a place to be in the universe. And then notice this. And this is what is expressed in every ministry that we have. Who am I? Just a mere human being. That God remembers me. What in the world? And you know what that means, right? To be remembered is to have identity. I belong to those who truly remember me. That's what that is right here. It's care, right? Who am I that you take care of me? You have provided for me a place to be. You're giving me a group, a church, friends, a family, as we've heard. We are to be just that. Can I say this as a concluding remark here? The question of who am I, right? What is a human being? If there's any question that has ever been asked more frequently than this question is now, I don't know what that question might be. Everybody's asking that. And we're coming up with ways. We're trying to find our own ways of explaining that. That's what social media is mostly useful, right? Self, self-conscious is who I am. You kind of want to project. And if you don't really am that person, you just haven't projected and you think it's going to happen to you if you are like that. But the Bible consistently and here in particular emphasized that our identity, our love, who we are finds its best expression in our relationship to God as we Serve him. That's what gives us value. Nothing else really do. And then see, it concludes the exact same way. Everything that we are is found in him, yes? If you find our identity in any way, and I dare you to kind of challenge me on this. Your identity finds value in him. Any place else you look, 
All that will do is to turn you into a competitor. Yes? It's about you being a little bit better than the rest, making a little bit more money than the rest, being a little bit prettier than the rest, being a little bit more advanced than the rest, being a little bit... Yes? Are you hearing me? In him, we have the value just because of who he is. Is that not a message we want to spread? Yes? Two of you want to do that. Yes? Around this world, right here, through all our ministries. Oh, Lord. Our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. We began the very service and you heard, you heard Troy say this, right? I was glad when this said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. For one day in his courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. How sweet it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. That's church. Let's stand. Father, we know there are people here and we know there are people listening, watching online who needs this encounter with you. Who have not truly grasped the depth of a psalm like the one David sang right here. In all the earth, the one who can make even babies, infants, Cry out and praise. Father, I pray that even as we go to minister, some have not been engaged all that much, and even as they are now called and charged in a different way by your Spirit, that they may see the power of what we're doing. It is not just because we enjoy organization, we enjoy being good to other folks, but it is life-changing. Speak to us, O Lord, in the most powerful way. Some may come to you for the first time. Others need to come again for reinvigoration, that re-enlivening of their spirit by your spirit. And others know good and well in their heart that unless they join in and participate actively in a family like this, their walk with you is not what it could have been. And so with that in mind, Lord, we come to you. Ask, would your spirit be walking among us, doing your work, even as you speak to the individual? Amen. Amen. Friends, we're going to sing a song. I'm going to open up here. I really hope some of you may grab another one's hand and then come and pray. I know we're not accustomed to that a whole lot. Some of you may want to do it right in the pew where you are. But if there's something God is dealing with you, we want to help and help you pray.